Hello, Jesper. Hi, Jan. How are you? I am absolutely excellent. I've just come out of safe self-isolation and it's amazing to be able to be social again. Ah, lovely. Lovely. This is this is one of those things that sounds like we picked this topic because of that, but it isn't. You're in self-isolation. You haven't been out and about and travel, which you normally do. You stay in hotels a lot. Yeah. Do you stay in hotels in your own hometown, which at the moment is Berlin? Oh, this is a great question. So uh, I would never do this, uh, probably pre-pandemic. I did I did um, check into local hotels for uh, user testing every now and then. But during COVID, me and my fiance, we actually sort of, we did mini escapes. Like we, we lived in a very small apartment during the thing, uh, even though we were not locked down in Sweden, it was still mostly just sitting at home, working at home. So it was very dreary. So we ended up staying at something like three or four hotels, uh, working from them and living from them and just, just enjoying the fact that we could. Uh, and I love that. So we might actually end up continuing doing that, I think. Over the past um, month or, or two, I've had some really interesting conversations with people who run hotels and who design hotels. Mm-hmm. And this this particular one group that I've I've been in conversation with, they had a very interesting story. During COVID, they well they there was a there was a drop in in the number of guests naturally yeah but overall on the year revenue was actually higher really what happened is that when things sort of calmed down when uh, more people were vaccinated etc people really just like you and your wife you wanted to get out they wanted to do something and Instead of traveling somewhere very far, they would check in to local hotels. Yeah. And because they'd saved money on not traveling and saved money because they couldn't do anything during the the worst with COVID, they had more cash. The the, the, the low spenders um, doubled the amount of money that they spent at the hotel, and that includes the type of room that they would uh, pick, room service, etc., but the sort of the big spenders, they tripled their spending on and at the hotel. And of course, now the question is, what is a hotel? Because they still have mostly local guests. That's never happened to them before. Never. This goes on month after month after month after month. Over 70% locals. That's fascinating. And of course, that changes completely what you need to offer. Because you're not in a new town and you want to go out and about and you want suggestions for, you know, X, Y, and Z. You live here. Maybe it's even on your, in your same neighborhood where you live. What is welcoming? What is soothing? What are you actually looking for? I mean, a lot of, we know, a lot of people are still looking for sort of like a, a pause from everyday life. But then what is not relevant to offer? In a wow, hotel. That's interesting. One of the, the fantastic people that I've been talking to, they, they, they sort of painted this picture of when you arrive at a hotel. It doesn't really matter if it's a, a super posh hotel or a more sort of mid-market. There's 
there's an entrance you you need to feel that you're leaving the outside behind when you step in and that you're stepping into something that is gonna sort of elevate you but if you don't go to this place in a new town for that sort of wow experience you're going somewhere just to get a break what does that entrance need to be does the entrance even need to be visible can the hotel sit much further back from the street does the hotel even need to be above ground? Because if you're looking for a pause, most people will say that they're, they want to be in nature. They want to be somewhere where it's calming, soothing. Of course, this depends on where in the world one is. So what if the, the space where the hotel would normally occupy, you know, a block or more, what if that was forest or it was greenery and there is a, there's a very small entrance <laughs> you underground for example these are the types of discussions we're having i, I love that i i think this is um this is super interesting because of course coming out through the design lens we really need to re-evaluate what is the purpose of all of these things and of course when i say hotel it conjures in your mind and in mine a very specific type of of um uh, building and place and that might not necessarily be the optimum scenario so, but I have an example specifically about this. Um, uh, you used a phrase that triggered this in me. You said the building might not, uh, it could be a, b a bit further back from the street or something like that. The, the hotel I stayed at for my birthday last year, it's a, an old building and there's nothing on the street. So there's no, there's no cool entrance. It's just this little side door. A couple of years ago, I was in Chicago, and it was the first time I stayed in a hotel that was fancy enough that uh, as soon as the cab pulled up to the hotel, someone attacked the car, opened the door, pulled out my case and said, I have your briefcase, sir. I'll see you at the lobby or something. It sounds a little bit like a carjacking, but... <laughs> that's that's exactly how I wanted to describe it, because that was, that's what it felt like. Like, ever since, every time I stayed at a hotel where they have this, this super efficient lobby staff, and I'm... I'm pushed into the hotel and I'm like, I'm, I'm in the process, you know, I'm, I've arrived at the hotel, I'm going to relax, so now we're going to take your bag, we're going to put it to the front desk and we're going to check you in and you get you to the room and now you can relax. And I just get a little bit bewildered and it's not a nice experience and it's not something that I go looking for. Uh, I would probably pay to not have to have this experience, even though this experience is usually associated with higher tier hotels. Yeah, yeah, very, very true. That's something else that came up in these discussions. If the um, does the hotel actually need a common area? Do room entrances need to be off a corridor? What if the the corridor and everything else is removed? Maybe there is a you know a, a row of of rooms, mm. but that's all there is. There is no corridor. There is no lobby area, etc. You're you're greeted out in this in this garden. Yeah, does that bring you into this taking a pause from everyday life in my own town experiencing something i can't experience at home and attempts to sort of maintain that all throughout because the very strong indicator of calm and peace in this case in this ideation nature is there literally the moment you open the door i, th I think yes i, I think um, because I'm in a town that I know already, I'm more likely to feel at home. So everything that pushes me out of the 
feeling of this is where I'm staying. This is where this is my my home right now. I think that's a little bit jarring and a little bit disconcerting. So yeah, I think the the sort of the formal aesthetic of the hotel experience might not be the way to go. You also said something previously, which was interesting. You said, does the hotel even need to be above ground? And I don't know about you. Uh, I've I've stayed at hotels that have rooms below ground, and I find it incredibly not scary, maybe, but like claustrophobic. Oh, I completely agree. Uh, it freaks me out when I stay in a hotel room, even if it's above ground but doesn't have a window. <laughs> uh, I think it's terrifying. My thinking there, and uh, it's part of actually of the of of uh, the ideation um, with uh, with this group is that no, you would still have outward facing windows, but you would have um, in this particular sketch, it's uh, it's kind of like a donut that's on the ground. So there's this huge, huge opening in the middle uh, where daylight and all of that um, comes in. But the hotel building is underground, but so is the, the courtyard, etc. So you still, you would still have daylight. Mm. Just noting, I checked with the people that we're talking with, as long as I don't mention the name of the group or where they're located, they think it's really good fun that I wanted to mention these ideas if I would then also share with them uh, any feedback, thoughts, questions we get on it. Yeah, definitely worth noting. A question. When you travel, and let's say that it's you know a, a shorter trip, mm. it's assumed that there won't be a lot of luggage what kind of limit can you put on what people bring to the hotel? It's like, okay, pets. Yeah, you can't, you can or you can't bring pets. That's very easy. That's, that's easy to explain why. Can you actually tell people to not bring a lot of luggage? Is that okay? Is that somehow wrong? I mean, it's, it's, this is a property that's owned by the hotel operator. They can make whatever rules they want, and it's not about that as such, but understanding then how the physical environment, if all the rooms face onto a garden, whether that makes it too difficult to have a lot of luggage with you, if that appeals to a particular mindset. Thank you, Jan. And uh, I'm going to go uh, think about how much luggage we're carrying around and why, because this is just absolutely eye-opening. Let's end with coffee. Nothing beats a little bit of road work in the morning. As I'm sitting here on Holsteinstrasse, just off Seefeldstrasse in uh, Zurich, outside Marme Coffee, and having a, a very lovely Brazilian bean uh, roasted by, by Marme. Uh, they call it Pearl sort of dark chocolate, quite heavy. It's supposed to have a bit of hazelnut in there, but I, I can't taste that. But the chocolate is fantastic. Can't stop drinking it. Marme, Zurich, they have two two cafes. Um, I prefer the one in Seefeld myself. The, the original one is lovely, but the one down here in Seefeld is uh, just a little bit more open and spacious. 